Hi everyone, welcome to the next episode of the Bay Street Capital Holdings podcast titled How'd You Do It and Why Should I Care? This series aims to highlight women doing amazing work in various industries. So today we are so lucky to be joined by Joyce Marta, who is a licensed psychotherapist, founder of Urban Balance, national public speaker and author of The Financial Mindset Fix. Hi Joyce, lovely to have you on the show. Hi Layla, thank you so much for having me. I'm honored and excited. Wonderful. So let's dive straight into the questions and perhaps start with an introduction as to who you are and an answer to the main question of the podcast, which is how do you do it and why should I care? (laughs) Right. Absolutely. Well, I came into the field of becoming a psychotherapist. I started at Ohio State for undergrad and I was undecided as a major. And they had a course that encouraged you to study what you loved and what you were most interested in, rather than thinking about what you wanted to be. And I loved psychology. And I quickly learned that I needed a master's degree in order to practice as a psychotherapist, which was my dream. And I chose that work because I find it emotionally, intellectually, and even spiritually rewarding. And I went on to build my own practice in the Chicagoland area, which today has 17 locations in six states. I was able to successfully sell that a few years ago. I made a thousand mistakes along the way. So I'm happy to share with others everything that I learned. And I enjoy learning or sharing what I've learned through my clients. I've practiced now for almost 25 years, and I love sharing the wisdom of my clients through speaking and writing. So I'm really excited that my new book is coming out and and hope it's helpful to many. Wonderful. And I guess the next question begs me to ask, you kind of are a member of lots of different industries, but I'm curious, what inspired you to follow this career path? Was it sort of one specific experience or was it a culmination of experiences? It was a combination of experiences. I felt like when I was learning about psychology, I was interested in the deeper emotional and relational connections between us and between our connections between ourselves and the world around us. And so I found it really stimulating and I wanted to make a difference in the world to, to help people. And something interesting that I learned is that many therapists come into the field because we've been through our own experiences that attract us to the field. And so I had to do some deep work on myself and my own stuff in order to be an effective therapist to others. Awesome. And um, as you mentioned earlier, you kind of sought out your own resources, but what would you say were the best resources that helped you along the way? I think one of the most important was identifying a mentor. And I've had many important mentors. And even though I'm 25 years into my career, I still have mentors. So identifying heroes and people who are further along the path and accessing their their support and resources and asking for their guidance and, and information. And I've also found professional associations to be enormously helpful. I wish I would have joined them sooner. So I've joined the the National Speakers Association. I've served leadership positions in the American Counseling Association and some of the 
other counseling professional boards. And that's been a really rich experience. A lot of networking, a lot of learning, job opportunities, work opportunities, and a lot of growth and development that came from those experiences. That's really wonderful. And I'm glad that you had the mentors to sort of guide you through the way. But I'm curious, were there any lessons that you wish you would have known before starting in your industry that something, you know, your mentors didn't tell you or that you weren't expecting? Well, when I came into my field, one of the things that the professor said at Northwestern on my first day was, you certainly wouldn't come into this field for the money. And I was like, "Uh uh-oh, because I just signed $50,000 of student loans. This was in the mid-90s. And the average starting salary for a therapist in Chicago was $18,000 a year. And so I wish that I had learned more about assertiveness and positive negotiation and about the psychology of money. And, you know, women still have the gender gap in pay. And we earn typically 79 cents on the dollar that men earn. And so I think it's so important for young women to have role models and support systems to learn how to value themselves and advocate for themselves from a financial perspective in the workplace. Mm, Definitely very important. And I feel like you can learn this as well from a mentor or from a female mentor. That's why it's so poignant to have a strong female figure in your career life, I would say. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Lots of role models, lots of support, and we need to lift each other up. And I love doing that with my clients, with my students, my supervisees. And, you know, I think it's it's so important. And a lot of the information that I share in my book is basically what I've learned through my practice and through my own entrepreneurial journey is that we really have to work on our relationship with ourself and our self-worth determines our net worth. Uh, Susie Orman, the financial advisor and best-selling author, discovered that as a financial advisor. And so really doing that inner work on valuing yourself and then how you put yourself out in the world with assertive communication and healthy boundaries, it can make a big difference in how your career plays out. Definitely. And following on from that, you mentioned earlier that you made a lot of mistakes in your career. So I guess the next question begs me to ask, what would you say in your career was your biggest failure and what did you learn from it? Oh my gosh, I had a doozy of a failure. So I started my business as an insurance-friendly counseling practice because I'm very passionate about destigmatizing mental health issues and promoting access to care. So we made it insurance-friendly to make it affordable and accessible for people. And I did not seek proper business or financial consultation and ended up a few years later in cash flow hell. So the bigger we got, the more money was outstanding in insurance companies. And I was having difficulty paying my rent and paying my staff. It was an extremely stressful time. My business partner actually left because it was such a dire and stressful situation, taking many of our staff and clients who she didn't take them, but they left because they were thinking that the business was really struggling. And I really thought I was going to have to file business bankruptcy. It was a very scary time for me financially, emotionally, professionally. And it made me realize that it was my ego that prevented me from asking for help sooner. I was really afraid that a business advisor or a financial consultant would tell me that my business model didn't work. 
And I, I, I didn't want to hear that because it was my dream. And so I stuck my head in the sand and really that, that challenge ended up being one of the greatest blessings in my life because I learned the importance of humility and transparency and asking for support. And once I made that shift, support came out of the woodwork and my leadership team and my mentors and and other consultants came to help me turn that ship around. And it was also very confidence inspiring for me. I was really afraid previously to be at the helm by myself. But once I did that, and, and was able to do that successfully and sell the business for more than I ever thought I would make in a lifetime seven years later, it, it was a profound change in my life. So sometimes mm-hmm. our, our failures are actually opportunities for learning and growth. Definitely. And following on from that, it seems like you've been giving a lot of great pieces of advice throughout this call. And as you mentioned, um, you know, having a mentor in your career is definitely very valuable. But what would be one piece of advice that you would give to somebody who is wanting to pursue a career similar to yours? Oh, my goodness. Well, if you're interested in being a therapist, I love it because the world needs more mental health professionals because Mm -hmm. we're in a mental health epidemic. And something that I love about this career is you can teach, you can write, you can public speak, you can have a clinical practice, you can work in lots of different settings. So my advice would be to go for it. And if you're interested in writing a book, don't let yourself be intimidated by it. And start blogging, start writing, get some experience under your belt. And if you're interested in speaking, join Toastmasters and think about joining the National Speakers Association or at least attending some of their chapter meetings or volunteering to give a talk at your school or your workplace. And I I used to be so nervous about it, but with experience, you, you get better at it. And it's it's a really fun, enjoyable career and a great way to market yourself and your business. Wonderful. And finally, um, about your career, as a therapist, what is one common myth about being a therapist that you'd like to debunk right here, right now? Well, I think one myth about therapy in general is that you have to be crazy or in crisis to seek mental health treatment. And I don't believe that at all. I think we all have mental health issues as part of the human condition and seeking help is proactive and healthy and positive. It's like seeing a personal trainer for your mind. I think a myth might be that therapists, that we have it all figured out (laughs) and that we might be judging our clients and that is not true. We are people, human beings, just like you. We have our own issues. We do our best to work on them as best as we can. And we are compassionate and supportive. So if you're thinking therapy might help you, I think, especially when you're in that quarter life crisis, kind of in in mid, in your mid twenties, that's a great time to do some deeper therapeutic work. Definitely. And more about you. In your free time, what have you read or listened to recently that's really inspired you? Oh my gosh, I kept hearing about Glennon Doyle. And I'm I'm pretty busy in my work and my life. I have teenage daughters and I finally picked up her book, Untamed, and I absolutely love it. And then 
I noticed she has a new podcast called We Can Do Hard Things. Mm -hmm. And I listened to just a bit of that. And I swear it's transformed my last month (laughs) whenever I'm feeling nervous about a media interview or something that I'm doing professionally. I have that as a mantra and it really gives me great support. That's great. And um, this question is typically a harder question, but who are three people in your life who have been the most influential to you? And I'm sorry, it has to be three. I'm sure you have many. Yes, absolutely. I would say, first of all, my sister, Teresa, she's 10 years older than me, and she believed more in me than I believed in myself. When I was applying to graduate school, she made me apply to Northwestern. I told her I would never get in. In a strange twist of fate, it was the only school I got into. (laughs) So I'm super grateful to her. I had applied to all doctoral programs otherwise. And she also encouraged me to start private practice, which I didn't think would happen. And she just seems to have helped me move to the next level by believing in me more than I did at the time. I would say my mentor, my clinical mentor, really held my feet to the fire when I told him I didn't want to bill insurance because it was too complicated. He said, well, you're going to. And he basically pushed me to learn it. And I'm so thankful that he did. And then I would also thank my children because I think the experience of becoming a mom really taught me a lot about work-life balance and about what's really important in life and about how to structure my work so that it supports my personal life as a mom and as a woman And that's why I named my practice Urban Balance, because I think we all need to mindfully pay attention to not burning ourselves out. Wonderful. And then finally, to wrap up our conversation, what is one piece of advice that you wish you gave yourself at any point in your life? I wish that I had a lot more um, that I could silence my inner critic. I wish I could go back and tell my younger self that I'm absolutely fine. In fact, I'm fabulous and talented and wonderful. And so that inner critic that was telling me that I was somehow not enough and comparing myself to others and feeling anxious and feeling less than and struggling with low self-esteem, I wish I could hug her and say, you are absolutely fine. Believe in yourself. You got this and you are going to thrive and prosper. Wonderful. What a lovely piece of advice to end on. So thank you so much, Joyce, for taking the time to speak with me today. It was absolutely wonderful and engaging to have this conversation. Likewise. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye.